Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hello, Crossbridge. My name is John. I want to give all of you a very, very warm welcome, those online, those in Peru, those in Ottawa. What an amazing, amazing blessing to gather together on this super weekend, not simply because of a football game. And yes, I am still bitter about how lousy my team did in the playoffs this year, but this is a super weekend because God has prepared you and he's prepared me to gather together wherever you are, wherever you're at physically, wherever you're at spiritually. He has brought us together to open his word, to listen with our ears, to receive with our hearts what God wants to share with us. We all friends, we all have an opportunity this weekend as we're together. We have an opportunity to learn, we have an opportunity to grow, we have an opportunity to take our next step in our journey with Jesus Christ. So, what is under your skin? And is what you want under your skin under your skin? Here's the truth that you can take to the bank. The heart of the matter will always be a matter of your heart. The heart of the matter, whatever is the matter, will always be a matter of your heart. And so we hope that there is some fruit growing under your skin, not vegetables. We don't want the vegetables of the Spirit growing under your skin, but we want the fruit of the Holy Spirit flourishing and thriving. And so we are in this series, and it is, it is a fantastic series. A key verse, the core verse, is from Galatians chapter 5. So why don't we all read this out loud? Would you read this out loud with me? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Think about it. Would you with me for just a second? Just think about it. There are people we know, maybe you are one of them. There are people who object to church or organized religion or God, or the Bible. But if you and I took a poll, if we asked every person living in the Illinois Valley if they would like more of that sort of fruit growing under their skin, who would say no? Who would say, no, 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 bro, the last thing I want is more love, joy, or peace in my world? No, 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 I get up every morning and I'm shooting for more hatred, more anger, more rage more conflict. I mean, man, that's when our marriage would really soar if we just had more of that in our home. I don't want any patience, man. I, my goal is to be shorter and more abrupt with people and just lash out at them. I mean, that's what makes a great neighborhood. That's what makes our family reunions a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't want self-control. No, 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 man. I just, man... 
I just, I just want to drink myself into the ground and sleep around with anyone that I see, and I want to just eat my way into a heart attack. Yeah, that's what I want growing underneath my skin. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. And I don't know about you, but I believe we all desperately need more love, joy, and peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what I want growing underneath my skin. Now here's what's cool. Check this out. The Bible doesn't tell us that in order to have more of this fruit, that we need to work harder, we need to set goals, we, we need to have an accountability partner, hire a trainer. <laughs> None of that's bad. But Scripture teaches us that this fruit, this fruit shows up and it grows up within us when our roots grow deep into Him. When we go all in to the goodness, the love, the grace of Jesus Christ, this fruit will show up, it will grow up, and it will flow out from our hearts. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 12, verse 3. The godly have weak roots? No, they have deep roots. The godly have deep roots. And then Ephesians teaches us a powerful, powerful principle in chapter 5, verse 18. Love sharing this with people. Do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, instead of being drunk with wine, be filled, be drunk, if you will, with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be drunk? It means to be under the influence of. Oh, there's lots of options in life that you and I can be under the influence of. <laughs> Wine or alcohol is just one of our options, right? There's all sorts of things that you and I can live our lives under the influence of. Whew, I'm so grateful that Jesus offers us by far the best opportunity. Jesus says, live your life 24-7 under the influence of the Holy Spirit under the influence of the Holy Spirit. When we walk that way, live that way, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit will show up and it'll grow up and it will flow out. You may not need that. <laughs> I need that. I need that. I can't do this on my own. I can't be more loving. I, I can't be more patient or peaceful or joyful but I can choose to live my life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna look a little bit more at that. I can live my life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And that sort of fruit will show up and it'll grow up and it'll flow out of me. I need that. I need that. Sometimes when uh, someone is arrested uh, for a DUI, for driving under the influence of alcohol, there is a device that is put on their car, and there is a device that you have to breathe into to make sure you're not under the influence of alcohol. If you are, then you're unable to start your car. Take that same concept, and I've been thinking about it, why don't you just imagine with me? What if at various points during our week we had to breathe into a breathalyzer to see if we're living our life under the influence of the Holy Spirit? 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Like you, know, like you come home from work and, and you want to you know, have a nice evening with your family and, and when you try opening your, the lock on your apartment or your house or you hit the little clicker so that your garage door goes up, God says, no, no, first breathe into the Holy Spirit breathalyzer. <laughs> I, I want you living under the influence of the Holy Spirit before you go into your home. Wouldn't that be good? You know, you're, you're ready to, to, you know, you need to dive into a conversation with your boss or you got that customer that just always gets under your skin and you see them walking in and, and you're just like ready to kind of like battle a little bit and, and the Holy Spirit's like, oh no, check the breathalyzer first. <laughs> wow. Wouldn't that be something? Do not get drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead... Live your life. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And so today we're going to look at goodness. Today we want to look at goodness. Before we look at that, of course, the question I have to ask you is, if you were to take a breathalyzer test, would you be convicted of living under the influence of the Holy Spirit? (laughs) If you were to take a Holy Spirit breathalyzer test, would you be convicted of living under the influence of the Holy Spirit? I am not here to force anything. That's not my job, friends. My job is to seek God's truth, His will, open up Scripture, and to share it with you. My job is not to convince you of anything. My job isn't to twist your arm and get you to do something. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He's knocking on your door. He's knocking on the door of my heart, my life. And if you choose, you can take a new step, a next step in your journey with Him. So goodness. Goodness. Let's talk about it. Goodness. At a funeral, we share good memories and we share good things about the person who has passed away. And we've probably all said it at one time or another. We say, oh man, he was such a good man. He was, she was such a good lady. What, what, is that, what does that mean? It, kind of means that humanly we've evaluated their life and there wasn't anything too bad or or too outlandish and boy in in comparison to other people they they were a a good person they were a a good man they were a a good lady what is that saying he was a, a good man or she was a good lady mean to god nothing nothing Romans chapter 3, verse 10. Paul, who lived when Jesus did, had a radical life change and transformation. He went from persecuting Christians to being persecuted because of his belief and his faith in moving Jesus' kingdom and his calling forward. Paul wrote, as the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good. Not a single one. (laughs) Aren't you glad you 
came to Crossbridge this weekend. <laughs> Seems harsh, doesn't it? Like, really? Really? What's the Bible saying? Let me explain it this way. Those of you that have kids, and if you've ever had a two-year-old living in your midst, what are the two most popular words that a two-year-old will say? You guys have been around a two-year-old before. <laughs> no. And mine. Now, I, I've, I've shared this a number of times with a lot of people. How many of you sat your two-year-old down and you had to teach them to say, no, mine? Like you had to really drill it into them. No one? They just naturally said, no, and mine? Can I tell you something? Without the work of the Holy Spirit, we will live our entire lives saying, no, mine. We're just, the older we get, we're just more sophisticated in how we do that. We're just a little more private in how we do that. <laughs> Friends, listen. Apart from the work of Jesus Christ, apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, deep in the depths of our hearts, we will live our entire life saying, no, no, God, no, 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 mine. I did it my way. Have it your way. It's mine. It's my stuff. It's my career. It's my family. It's my house. It's my car. It's my hobbies, right? Mine. Mine. God's evaluation of the human race is straightforward. He doesn't pull any punches. God tells it like it really is. Apart from Him, no one is good. You don't have to teach a two-year-old to say, no, mine. No. We are born. We are born with a desire to say no to God. Mine. Mine. It's my life. It's my career. God, don't, don't, don't mess with it. I'm going to pick who I'm going to. I'm going to pick. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. These are my plans, God. Don't mess. Don't mess with it. <laughs> Friends, listen. Everyone is like a diseased tree, a polluted well. The heart of the matter is always a matter of our hearts. We have roots that are rotting apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we can spin stuff on the outside, but our hearts can do nothing good. <laughs> is there any hope? Oh, there's hope. Going back to Romans, you fast forward. Many different verses we could look at, but if you fast forward to chapter 7, verse 21, Paul says this, I've discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Oh, I love God's law. I love a relationship with Him. I love the boundaries that He gives us in His Word. I love the law with all my heart. 
But there's this other power within me. It's at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? We don't want to end right there, do we? Because Paul goes on to say, thank God. Thank you, God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so Jesus, Jesus says this about our hearts and about goodness in Luke chapter 6. Luke was a doctor. He meticulously uh, shares details of the life of Christ. And he records Jesus as saying this, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from where? The treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. The heart of the matter is a matter of our heart. What you say will always flow from what is in your heart. Jesus is teaching us goodness is more than a single emotion. Goodness isn't, oh, I said a good word to someone. Oh, I did a good thing. I, 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 I unloaded the dishwasher without my wife asking me to do it. No, no, no. Goodness is much more than an emotion, a word, an action, or a single moment. Goodness is the sum. It's the totality of our character. Goodness is a lifestyle of holiness of holiness. It is a lifestyle of living wholly and completely and continually under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Goodness overflows from a pure heart. Our challenge, our challenge is that we can easily focus on putting up a good front. And so when we are around a certain people, we act a certain way. And then when we're around this crowd, we act differently. And so around this crowd, oh, this is my church crowd. And so, yeah, I don't swear when I'm with them and I, I don't tell them about other areas of my life. I, I make sure I'm, I'm on my best behavior when I'm with my church friends. But man, when I'm at work, bam, I just let it fly. <laughs> There's no boundaries. I'm at work. I'm with the guys. Jesus te- teaches us that the real you will show itself. What's under your skin will show up. Just like you know a tree by its fruit, you cannot get fresh water out of the ocean. What's in your heart will show itself. So, how do we live under the influence of the Holy Spirit? And therefore, put goodness that thrives under our skin into practice. I want to share one last thing with you. I think it's called an acrostic, but what it is, it's a word where each letter means something. So whatever that's called. God is for you. I want to live for God. F-O-R. For means follow. O is obey. R is rely. I want to follow God. 
I want to listen to his voice. <laughs> when my wife was uh, pregnant with our daughter, I read an article that said babies, when they are born, they recognize their mom's voice because they've listened to her talk. And this article said that dads should like read books and talk to, the, to their wife's belly so that when that child is born, that that child will recognize dad's voice. And so with our daughter, I tried to do that. I don't know if I was successful or not, but I tried to talk to, the, talk to her. And uh, when she was born, um, my wife was very panicked. And when they took the baby out of the birthing room, she's like, follow her. I'm like, yes, ma'am. So off I went. <laughs> and next thing, it was all a whirlwind. I do not do well with medical stuff. And so um, whole, whole story for another Sunday. But they were like, don't pass out, John. I'm like, I'll do my best. Like, this is, this is a lot for a guy that doesn't do needles or blood or anything, right? But I remember receiving a bottle and feeding her and talking to her. Jesus said that a sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. I want to follow Jesus. I want to listen to his voice. I want to live in alignment. And so I want to follow. Obedience, it's not always easy. I think sometimes in the church world, we make it almost maybe too easy. And like if pastors like touch people on their toes, they like punch him or her back. <laughs> Obey. I want to listen. I want to watch. And I want to obey. I want to put into action what the Holy Spirit and Jesus is teaching me, what his word says. And then I want to rely. May your will be done. I want to fully rely. I want to surrender. I want to surrender. I don't want to live. No, 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 mine. See, this is not a follow, obey, rely. It's not a no mind sort of a life, is it? It's like, you know what, God, I want to rely on you. I trust you. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my marriage. I, I trust you with my future. I trust you with my eternity. I trust you. I rely on you. I will me I'll make a mess of my life but I'm gonna rely on you, Jesus. Follow, obey, rely. This is what it means to live a life of holiness. It's what it means to live a life of surrender and obedience. Follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Heard this analogy once of the Holy Spirit, it's like a, a waterfall. The Holy Spirit is like a shower. I take really long showers, I admit it. <laughs> I think our water bill in, in, in these days when utility bills are going up, our water bill probably reflects it in our electric bill for the amount of hot water I use. But to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit is just to stay, stay in that water. To stay in that water, stay in that water. Don't remove yourself, just stay in the water. Have you ever passed a business and it says now under new management? You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that restaurant... It was okay before, but boy, maybe new management's gonna turn the thing around. And then occasionally you pass a business and it says now under new ownership. There's a difference. I don't need God to manage my life. I need God to own my life. 
I don't need a new manager. No, I need God to own. So if there are walls he wants to tear down, I pray that he does. If there's areas that he wants to build up, I pray that he does. If there's employees that he needs to let go, (laughs) if there's relationships he asks me to let go of and says, man, John, you got to trust me. I'm going to bring some new people into your life. All right, I trust you, God. Not my will, but may your will be done. I want to be under new ownership, not simply under new management. Does this connect with you at all? Let's pray that God will be faithful in bringing his word into your heart, into your life, into your soul. Let's say a word of prayer together. Jesus, I thank you for your word and for your truth. Man, it brings hope to us. It brings life to us. God, we, uh, we're going to sing a song and then we're going to receive communion, Lord, and it's a very holy moment that we're about to enter into. And so, God, would you just, uh, we give you full permission to inspect our hearts. Um, I guess uh, we're going to use this as an opportunity to, uh, I guess, take a Holy Spirit breathalyzer test. <laughs> if there are areas of our life that we're withholding from you, if there's areas, God, that we have not surrendered, if there are corners and pockets and closets where we've said, no, no, God, don't, you know what, you, you can... You can be in control of these areas of my life, but this one I'm going to hold on to. God, today, today would we come before you with open hands, fully surrendered, fully obedient, following you wherever you may lead us. Whatever path, if the path is... (laughs) If the path is smooth, we give you praise. And if the path is rough, we give you praise. If the hill is steep, we give you praise. If the days are hard, we give you praise. We follow you. We obey you. We are totally and completely relying on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.